What up? What up? It's your boy again, Mikey Mula. This is straight wrestle talk. This is the wrestling portion of my podcast because I really bangs with wrestling. And this Sunday, November 19th, we're talking about Survivor Series, one of the big four pay-per-views. Well, it used to be the big four, and then it kind of fell off. But it's back this year. It's brat. So really, I'm really hype about this. I'm alone doing this podcast, as I was the last time, and as I'll probably be throughout the future because I don't got no friends. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Survivor Series 2017. It's finna be lit, bro. Like, there's so many matches. Not so many. There's about six, seven matches. But just the quality of superstars that are in these matches and the quality of matches that we're getting, it, it's really it's really lit, man. Um, I guess we'll start out with the, the Cruiserweight Championship, which will be, I guess, fought on the the pre-show or the kickoff show, I'd imagine, since it doesn't seem to be on the main card. But we got Enzo Amore, the champion, versus Kalisto. Um, I mean, I don't really watch 205 Live enough to, to give a fair assessment of this match. I mean, just strictly off entertainment purposes, uh, Enzo should retain. Well, I, yeah, I think it is, it is a championship match. So, yeah, Enzo should retain the title. Um, he's the most entertaining thing that there is on 205 Live. You know, like I said, I don't really watch it, but I watch him on Raw, and he's the only one that's bringing any attention to that division. Um, so I don't see how Enzo, I don't see how they take the strap off Enzo, but it's the WWE, you never really know. Um, I, I'm really not a big fan of Kalisto, even though he's Mexican and, you know, I'm Latino, so I should be supporting him, but I'm going to have to go to Enzo on this one. Um, so we'll go on to the main card. Uh the way it's listed here is pretty weird, but I guess we'll go the most anticipated match, I think, you know, besides maybe the elimination survival, Survivor Series matches themselves, I would say would be uh, the Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles matchup. And I'm going to get right into that because I think that's going to be a crazy match. I think it's like something that the WWE Universe for sure wants to see. I know I was hyped when I when uh, Ginger lost the title and they gave the strap back to Styles and it was going to be AJ versus Brock. I was pretty hyped. Um, I felt bad for Ginger because, you know, he, he worked pretty hard to get to in the position he was at. And I remember listening to Cheap Heat, uh, the Cheap Heat Live, when he was on the Cheap Heat Live podcast. Uh, shout out to Rosenberg and uh, Stack Guy Greg. Uh, he, he actually said that he was going to challenge Brock and he went out there and did it and, you know, the... I guess the powers that be felt that that wasn't the matchup that they wanted for Survivor Series. But uh, they didn't disappoint us. They didn't just take the title off him and give it to somebody that we didn't really care to see. But they gave it to AJ Styles, who I believe is the best wrestler right now in the WWE. He's probably the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, he's just at the top of his game. He's like 38 years old, but he's killing it. And um, his movesets, like... Everything he does, yo, he gets so much love from the fans. He, he probably gets, he definitely gets one of the, the bigger pops from the fans. Um, going against someone else who gets a major pop from the fans, and that's Brock Lesnar. I mean, the beast incarnate. There's not really nothing else you need to say about him. I mean, he's been a champion everywhere, everywhere he's ever went. You know, from New New Japan, WWE, UFC. Like the guy's a legit badass, and and uh, we know his style of work. If you listen. If you're listening and you watch wrestling, you you know how he wrestles. I mean, he's very dominant and he doesn't, you know, take too much crap. Uh, the only guy that we've really seen dominate Brock 
in the ring was Braun Strowman, and uh, he still came out on top. So I would imagine that this match is going to be, you know, it'll be a lot of spots. I feel like it's just going to be Brock throwing AJ around. AJ probably get, you know, a few minutes again his shit in. But for the most part, you know, it's just going to be Suplex City, and, and we're just going to see a whole lot of bumping from AJ Styles. Um, we'll probably see AJ bring the best out of Brock. He'll probably make it seem like Brock is more capable of what he really is. You know, Brock's movesets are pretty limited. He's got, you know, just brute strength and power. And, uh, you know, just by the body sizes and the matchup, you can assume that he's going to be tossing AJ Styles around. But nonetheless, I'm still intrigued. Uh, I know the com outcome of this match. I, I can't imagine that they'll let AJ go over Brock. Um, if they didn't let Braun, who's a Braun Strowman, who's a rising star right now in the WWE, go over Brock, so I'm gonna have to go with Brock Lesnar in this match. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with Brock Lesnar on that uh, over AJ, but I'm sure AJ won't look weak in that loss. Um, I can't imagine that they really want their their world champ to look weak. Uh, the next next matchup is actually there's no champions. Uh, it's just a a six-man tag. Uh, we have two super baby feast teams going against each other. Um, another match. I Honestly, all these matches are going to be good. So I, I can't even say the most anticipated or the not most anticipated. This is going to be lit. So we got the Shield versus the New Day. Um, you know, <laughs> the New Day is so entertaining. I mean, they're they're on such a run right now. I mean, I don't even remember when they got together. It got to be like 2014 or something like that because that's when I restarted watching wrestling. And... Uh, I mean, since then, they've been hot. You know, they've been over with the crowd. They, you know, held the title. They broke the record for the tag team championships for how long they held it. They hosted WrestleMania. I mean, they're guys that, you know, individually, the only one that had really any success was Kofi Kingston. I mean, Big E won the Intercontinental Championship, I think, once or twice. But besides that, it's always been uh, Kofi Kingston who was... Uh, the one guy that had you know any real individual success but together the group is amazing and uh super entertaining uh this past uh tuesday they got really whomped by the the raw locker room the raw locker room came through and just put the beat down on smackdown but uh but the new day uh super entertaining group not a lot of individual success now you look at the shield who who debuted in like 24 2013 i think it was and um all of them have had individual success. All three have held the world title uh, multiple times, I believe. Uh, Seth Rollins was a two t or a, a dual champion when he was the United States champion and the world champion. Uh, Roman Reigns, obviously the guy going forward, and Dean Ambrose has just held everything down as one of the most over baby faces since the split of the original Shield. And now that they're back together, um, this is the only time that you really see the WWE Universe really supporting Roman Reigns is when he's with the Shield brothers. And uh, when they're all three together, I mean, they're magic. Uh, it's, it's hard to cheer against them, even with Roman on the team. Uh, you know, it's so easy to, to boo Roman Reigns. But in reality, man, when the Shield is together, they're, they're an unstoppable force. And in between this matchup, I, I, I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, but I have to give the edge to the Shield. I can't imagine that they would lose to the New Day when you got three world champions on one side versus a couple intercontinental champions and Xavier Woods, you know. Let's just call it what it is. 
But um, I would say the Shield wins unless the New Day has been known to, you know, pull some tricky wins and some heelish type activities. They just, even when they're heel, they're babyface. So I'm going to go with the Shield on this one. Uh, we got the Women's Champions match. Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair just became the champion on Tuesday, beating Natalia. Uh, special moment with Ric Flair coming out in their home city of Charlotte, North Carolina, and hugging out with Charlotte. Uh, you know, as you know, Rick has gone through a lot in the past uh, couple of months with his health deteriorating, but he's back. 30 for 30 dropped a couple of weeks ago, about 10 days ago, actually, from this recording. And uh, so it's good to see Rick back. But the Alexa Bliss Charlotte Flair match should be a good match. I don't really know who to call it. I mean, the first two matches I just said was Brock and the Shield. They're both on Raw. I would imagine this one has to go to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte represents SmackDown. She's probably, honestly, the most dominant woman in wrestling right now. Uh, just by her sheer look, her strength, her power, uh, her athleticism. There's really not another woman on the roster that can match her. Um, Alexa Bliss is very crafty, very entertaining um, in the ring. She's a good wrestler, but... Uh, She's nowhere near Charlotte's status. And I, like I said, I think that SmackDown has to get a couple wins in here. So I, I'm going to have to go with Charlotte over Alexa Bliss. Um, then we get to the the uh, what's called the mid-card champs. The the Miz, the Intercontinental Champ versus Baron Corbin, the United States Champion. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really bang with Baron Corbin. He, he really hasn't proven anything. I mean, he's got a receding hairline. He has a terrible look. Uh, his finisher is really not that cool. His move set's very limited. He's not very good on the stick. Pause. Um, so I really can't imagine Baron Corbin going over uh, for all those reasons I just named. Um, so yeah, I can't imagine Baron Corbin going over the Miz. The Miz has been by far one of the hottest superstars in WWE for the past two, two or three years. I mean, his Intercontinental runs as champion aren't really. They're neither here nor there, but the the work he does on the mic, uh, his in-ring work, you know, he's really a cowardice heel. He really makes people boo him. And, I mean, as a heel, that is what you're supposed to be doing. And he's one of the few true heels that we have left. I mean, Baron Corbin's a heel, too, but I think people just boo him because they're not really entertained by him. I don't, I really don't, I don't think there's any substance behind the character in Baron Corbin. Uh, I know that WWE sees a lot in him. I don't see anything in him, but, you know, I don't run the company, so who cares what I think. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with The Miz on this one, which right now gives Raw three winners to the Charlotte Flair one win in SmackDown. Uh, the tag team champs match, The Bar versus The Usos. I got to give this one to The Usos. I mean, The Bar, you got Sheamus, a former world champ, Cesaro, the guy who everyone thinks could be much better than he actually is, but I guess hasn't gra grabbed the brass ring as, uh, Vince McMahon would like to say. Uh, he, you know... They're a good team, but the Usos right now are just killing it on SmackDown. They are definitely one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team right now. Um, their promo work has just blown us out of the water. I, I think that their promo work doesn't get enough credit. I mean, I don't mean to be racist or anything, but th they have like a very hip-hop style of promo work. You know, that whole like Jada Kiss and Styles P going back and forth with rhymes and like lines. And for me, as especially as a Jada Kiss and Styles P fan... I think it's the best thing that I've ever heard. Uh, I, I can see a lot of those things that they say on their mic work or a lot of promos that they do. 
probably goes over a lot of fans' head because I don't know if they're in that genre of music or if they fully understand what the Usos are doing or how, like, the route that they're taking. But to me, I love that shit. I think the Usos are killing it. I can't imagine the bar wins this match. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Usos giving SmackDown their second win to, you know, the Raw's three already. Um, and then now we're getting to the Elimination Styles traditional Survivor Series matches. Um, we'll start with the women's match. Uh, from the Raw team, we have Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, um, what's her name? Ashka. Uh, we have Sasha Banks and Bailey, which right there, that's pretty dominant team. I mean, Alicia Fox has been champ. Ashka was, you know, the top woman in NXT, has an undefeated streak, probably continue with that. Sasha and, and Bailey both have been uh, women's champs, so that's going to be a real tough team against Becky Lynch, uh, Naomi, Carmella, Tamina, and what would have been Charlotte Flair, but since Charlotte won the ma the match on Tuesday and became champion, her spot is vacant. Now, as of this recording on Friday, there hasn't been an announcement that anybody from that, like Natalia has taken her spot since she lost her championship. So I don't know if Natalia is going into that spot, but there, there's a blank woman spot right now in that women's elimination match. And I don't know if they're thinking about bringing back Nikki Bella to represent SmackDown. You know, I'm not really sure what's going on with that spot. Should be very interesting to see. Um, but I, I really don't know who's going to win this match. Uh, I think that they're pretty well matched. I, I mean, Raw, I think, has the advantage with Ashka. Ashka as her name, I think, right? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And Nia Jax, I mean, Nia Jax is a beast, honestly. Like, she really shouldn't be beat by any of these women. She is a monster. Like, you know, she's bigger than all the women. She's stronger than all of them. Um, they got Sasha. They got Bailey. Alicia Fox is probably the weakest link on that team. On the flip side, you go to Becky Lynch. Uh, we don't know who the other person is. Naomi, Tamina, and Carmella. Carmella, really young in the game, hasn't proven much. Is Miss Money in the Bank? which is really cool, but I, I don't think that they match up very well against this team. I, I, I like Now that I'm talking about it, I got to go with Raw. I got to go with the women's team on Raw, uh, Alicia Fox and Nia Jax. If I had to predict it, Nia Jax has to be one of the last standing, at least with Sasha Banks or Bayley. Those are really big baby faces. You have two big baby faces in Sasha Banks and Bayley. Um, so I'm going to go with the women's match. I'm going to go with the, the Raw team for the women's match. There's no disrespect to Becky Lynch or Charlotte or well, Charlotte Flair is not in that match or Naomi or Carmella and Tamina, but I don't really know who the fifth person is. I, I don't know who they can have debuting. I don't think they're calling anybody up from NXT. So unless Nikki Bella's coming back or Natalia's taking that spot, I don't really know what's going on with that spot. And so I'm going to just go with the Raw Women's team. Finally, we come to the men's traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Which we had a big bomb happen on Monday. Uh, Jason Jordan was replaced by none other than the talent-burying game, Triple H. Uh, you know he had to bury some talent. It had been a while. So who else better than Jason Jordan who's getting a little push. Who probably doesn't deserve any push because he's really not that good. I mean, he's got a hell of a look and, you know... He has hell of athleticism, but that's about it. I mean, he's corny on the mic. They they have him in this stupid-ass angle that he's Kurt Angle's son, which when you, in wrestling, when they make those fake family members, it's the stupidest thing. I mean, like, even the Kane and Undertaker thing, like, the Brothers of Destruction, like, 
it's so corny to me. We know they're not real brothers, you know, like we know that this isn't really his son. You know, it's a storyline that's going to last for what, like a year or two, and then they're not going to mention it again, and then it'll be brought up sometime later. It's just the corniest thing. If if I was Jason Jordan and Kurt Angles, I, I would have went against it. I feel like Kurt Angles just so happy to be back in the WWE that he will do anything that they ask him to do, and I think that that's a prime example of what he's doing uh, with that stupid-ass storyline. But for the Raw team, we got the captain, Kurt Angle, Triple H, who's going to be there to bury some young talent. Luckily, there's no young talent across from him. Uh, Braun Strowman, the monster among men, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. That is one hell of a team. And uh, on the opposite side for SmackDown, we got Shane McMahon, you know, John Cena, Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect, uh, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. The the SmackDown team, to me, uh, it just seems weaker, you know. They, they really don't have anything proven on their side. I mean, let me take that back. They have Cena and Orton, who are very well proven. But, you know, Shane McMahon, I don't think he's won a match since he's came back. Shinsuke Nakamura, very impressive. Definitely over with the fans. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't think that he's, like, good enough to beat, like, a Braun Strowman or something like that. And then you got Bobby Roode, who also, I mean, they... Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura were really hot in NXT and everywhere else they've been. In WWE, they they have gotten a little like very good push. Shinsuke was in a couple championship matches, lost to Jinder. Um, you know, we believe that Shinsuke is above a title. He doesn't really need a title. Um, he's more of just pure entertainment and just so over with the fans. But you know, this team to me doesn't seem like it could stack up against a team led by Kurt Angle and Triple H. And then you got the monster among men, Braun Strowman, who hasn't really taken a clean pin in a while. I mean, I think the last one was to Brock, and obviously it's Brock Lesnar. And he dominated Brock Lesnar for the, you know, about 75% of that match. And so, and then you got the first Universal Champion in Finn Balor, and who I think should have probably taken the strap off of Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe's real hot. He was off TV for a little bit. I don't know if he was injured or whatever, but... I'm going to have to go with the men's team on this, uh, the men's team, the Raw team on this. Uh, SmackDown won it last year. The men, the SmackDown men won it last year. And uh, so I think that, you know, this year Raw is probably going to get it back. Uh, it's really hard for me to see how SmackDown wins. I'm interested to see, though, that they got Triple H in a match against Shane McMahon. Uh, you know, I know it's they're not the main storylines. I'm sure that's not even a storyline at all. But I would be really interested to see how they interact. I would love to see if they're going to maybe make that into a storyline going forward. Maybe a WrestleMania match. Maybe a match in the future. Uh, Shane versus Triple H. I mean, you have a, a lot you could do there. You know, obviously Shane and his sister were having, you know, some problems. Not in real life, but like according to the storylines. And that's why Vince gave each one a, um, a show. If, you know, going back to the original brand split. But, uh. I'd be interested to see what's going on with Triple H and Shane McMahon in that match. Uh, other than that, I don't really see any other storylines coming out of that. Uh, I don't think any of these matches really are set up for storylines, but I think that would be the one possibility to have a storyline because, you know, there is so much that you could put into that Shane and Triple H match. I mean, you could build that from Survivor Series to WrestleMania and no one would be upset about that because you feel like the lines will be blurred and what's real and what's fake, you know, and... um so that's just something I'm saying to look out for. That's what I'll be looking out for. 
Um, but overall, man, this card is going to be lit. Uh, Survivor Series starts at 7 o'clock on Sunday. I can't wait to till Sunday to watch this. Yeah, I can't wait till Sunday to watch this. Uh, I think that overall, this is probably one of the best uh, pay-per-views we'll have of the year. Um, you got matches that everybody wants to see. And, you know, Brock versus AJ. I think everybody would love to see that match. I don't think no one's arguing that match. Shield versus New Day, another one. Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair, another match that you know you wanted to see. Um, that's going to be real interesting. The Miz versus Baron Corbin, eh, not so much. But, uh, you know, for sure you, you want to see the old Survivor Series style matches, which, you know, they don't do as much, and there's not as many. I mean, it's just the one men versus... Uh, Raw and SmackDown and the one women's match, but uh, the Bar and Usos, I think the the wackest match of the the evening is probably gonna be the Miz Baron Corbin match, uh, the United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. I'm, obviously, I think the Miz is gonna win. Hopefully, the Miz can make it uh, entertaining. But you know, like I said, I don't find anything that Baron Corbin does entertaining. I, it would be the popcorn match if I had to choose one. Uh, the you know the Bar and the Usos are gonna give a good match. And then you got the elimination matches. I don't even... I Honestly, <laughs> if it was up to me, I'd probably put that Enzo Amore and Kalisto match on the main card too because that, that will probably be more entertaining than the Miz versus Baron Corbin. I, I'm not trying to bury Baron Corbin, but there's just nothing for me there. Uh, I mean, if y'all feel differently, let me know. If you're listening to this, if you don't listen to this, obviously you can't ever say nothing. But yeah, that's how I'm going to call it. So I, I think Raw once again comes out on top. I'm pretty sure they did last year. I think they had the... Uh, more amount of victories. I think that the only thing was that SmackDown's men beat the the Royal men, but I think the Royal women won last year. And this year, I don't see how they lose. Uh, I'd be interested to see how, you know, I know this kind of messed up, but how N Nia Jax and Braun Strowman get eliminated if they get eliminated at all, because they're really the most dominant people in their matches. They're the dominant wrestlers, uh, just by body weight and strength and power and. Uh, Last year, that the men were able to eliminate Braun Strowman out of countout with James Ellsworth, and that was all right. But you know, this year he's even more stronger, even more powerful. He's got even more momentum. Uh, Nia Jax should have been a champion a while ago. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know she's like friends with Alexa Bliss, like on stage or on camera and off camera and stuff. But you know, if you want to make that believable, you got to have a Nia Jax championship run because I don't see how we don't have one. And we still don't know who that fifth wrestler is for uh, the Women's SmackDown team. So, unless it's Nikki Bella coming out or it can't be Maurice because now she's pregnant and she's on Raw anyway. I don't really know. if What if they substitute Lana? If they put Lana in that, then that's just... I can't imagine SmackDown winning that match. But it's the WWE. You never know. They could throw so many curveballs at you. Uh, they could bring somebody back or not uh i haven't i don't like to read the spoiler alerts i don't I, I stay away from them things uh i usually read a little after sometimes um i'll check it out after the pay-per-view but yo check out this pay-per-view it should be lit uh continue to listen to my podcast it's gonna get better i'll probably have another one coming out soon i just wanted to get this wrestling one off because uh the pay-per-view is on sunday i'm not gonna be doing this off for every monday night raw or smackdown I'll probably do it for some when i see something interesting going down uh, I'm trying to get a co-host. I'm going to hit up my boy, see if he's interested. Um, so we'll see what happens. Shout-outs to you guys or to whoever's not listening or is listening. I still fuck with y'all. 
Follow me at Mikey Mula on Instagram. La Mente de Medina podcast is going to come back at you. I got another episode cooking. Hopefully my shorty get on it so y'all could just see how she abuses me. Uh, just joking because we don't like to joke about real abuse. But um, I'll let you boy.